What is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve podcasting to you. You've reached my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is April 10th, 2021. It is currently Saturday morning, 1.38 a.m. Well, you know, usually on Saturdays, that's when I talk about screenwriting. I call it Screenwriting Saturdays. But today, it's going to be Wedding Wednesdays on a Saturday morning. Why is it Wedding Wednesdays? Well, I missed the past Wedding Wednesdays, and I know that's one of my most popular podcast days. So here I am, doing Wedding Wednesdays on a Saturday. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to turn this down. Hey everyone, I hope your day is doing great. I hope your week went great, and I hope you have a really good weekend planned ahead of you. I I have to get up at, I think, 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, why am I not sleeping right now? Well, first of all, number one, I want to do this podcast. Number two, I am inputting video footage onto my computers right now. So I have to watch this. I'm almost all done. So it's pretty good. I can podcast and do this at the same time. And in fact, I think my computer just finished here. So I think I can just start encoding it into a lower resolution. I don't want to get into why I do that, but it just, I'll just tell you, it makes editing a lot faster when I do that. And uh, just to let you know, uh, when you do, for all of you wedding couples out there who figure out, well, how hard is it actually to edit video? It really depends on how skilled you are. Uh, to me, it's not too hard to actually do, but for some people, they really struggle with it. Uh, for myself, I, use, I edit on an Avid Symphony, and those are actually the same machines they use to edit movies out there, yes, and to color correct things. And that's why I can kind of shoot with a kind of cheap equipment and kind of get away with it because I can color correct it. My cuts are real clean. Um, one thing um, Avid Symphony is not good for um, is compositing. So Premiere actually does a really good job, I guess, doing composites back and forth and doing really nice, clean green screens. Avid, hmm, not, not so much. You know, things should be green screened out of Avid or you can buy a third-party plugin and use it within Avid. But Avid itself is the standard for cutting. So a lot of newsrooms use it. A lot of, um, a lot of professionals use it in the movie industry. I say the majority do. And, uh, but not many people use, um, Avid Premiere 5.0. I know, not, not, not 5.0. Avid, just Avid Premiere. I think it's called Avid Premiere Pro or something like that. And, um, so, but a lot of wedding, I can think companies use Avid Premiere Pro right now because it's easier to use than, not Avid, I'm sorry, Adobe Premiere Pro rather than Avid Symphony uh, because Avid Symphony, is a, it's kind of a difficult, uh, I guess, program to learn how to edit on if you don't know how to use it. It's, it's kind of finicky. So anyway, with that being said, um, I have, uh, what I want to talk about, first of all, I got some good news for you brides out there, if you haven't heard already. Uh, first of all, we went to tier three, and then our, I guess, our um, mayor uh, requested by the governor that we actually have uh, the ability to, to, ability to have 100 people at your wedding. So we can do that now. But here's the catch-22 to all of these things. So, you know, COVID numbers have been going up within the past two weeks. On uh, some days we've had a hundred, some days we've had eighty or fifty or something here in Hawaii, here in Oahu specifically, right? And um, you know, according to those stats, we're we're supposed to be pushed back into tier two, all right? But the mayor said flat out, there's no way that we're ever going back to tier two, not at all. The old mayor kind of did a flip-flop, circled back, and originally he said he was he was for closing downs, then he said, we're not cl- going to close down at all. 
So our mayor went over to the governor, our idiotic mayor. I call him, you know, half-brain twit, <laughs> you know. And then he said, he's going to award you. He literally used that word, award you, the Oahu residents, to stay out of Tier 2 for the next four weeks. And he wants to see us behave. And if we don't behave, he's going to, he may push us back into Tier 2, which I think is all BS. Now, here's the thing. Never mind that the hospitals right now are pretty much empty of COVID patients. Here on Oahu, currently, currently, only three ICU beds are being used to treat COVID. How do you like that, right? And all of the new infections, all of the new infections, the average age is either 35 years or younger. Get that, average age now, right? And most of the vulnerable people are vaccinated and safe. Now, the vaccines, I don't care if you're pro or anti-vax or, you know, believe in all the conspiracy theories. That's really up to you. But these vaccines do seem to be working and do seem to be working on elderly people, which is a good news thing here. Because usually vaccines don't work on the elderly. You usually have to have a pretty strong immune system for your, um, I guess, your, your immune system to create the antibodies to be generated, you know, so your body can fight off. Um, COVID, right, or any type of vaccine, or, or or any type of virus out there, right? And apparently, um, you know, these elderly people usually they don't their their immune systems are kind of going downhill by the time they're seventy or eighty years old, seventy even even sixty five, right? It's kind of on the downhill track, and that's why they tend to give you vaccines when you're younger, so you can create the needed antibodies, right? So, but anyway, it seems to be working on the older people, so. Even in the whole United States where the average death rate was actually 85 of COVID, well, that's dropping and dropping and dropping. And now the average infection before was actually, I think, 65 or so. Now it's 35 also in the mainland. So all these numbers that are going up throughout the mainland and here in Hawaii and everywhere, it's all the young people. You know, it's not the vulnerable. It is, it is the young people who are naturally safe. Now, let's also remember now, I thought lockdowns were to prevent an overrun at the hospitals, right? That was the first reason they gave us. Well, the hospitals all over the United States are not being overrun. They're not not even in the threat of being overrun. Forget what the media tells you or forget what these politicians tell you. The politicians down here lied to us. They said, well, the hospitals are running close to full occupancy. Well, they're supposed to. That's how they make money. That's why even pre-COVID, when you go to the hospital, you have to wait in a line. You know, the doctor never treated you right away. You have to wait and wait and wait, right? That was kind of the ongoing narrative that you're going to make you wait. When you go into your waiting room, you have to wait. When you go into the actual um, physician's office, you have to wait too, right? Okay. So, you know, they're always pretty much busy. Now, again, I, I, then, then again, they, they changed the narrative, right? They said we had to lock down on social distance because a lot of us were asymptomatic and we had to protect the vulnerable. So a lot of us will say, they were saying a lot of us wouldn't know that we we're sick and they would, then we would have to, we, if we come in contact with, say, you know, someone who's elderly, we would get them sick. I said, okay, fine. So that's why we have to lock down. But now the vulnerable is, now the vulnerable are safe. So what the hell, right? I mean, really, what the hell? Okay, I'm sorry, I'm getting really upset about this, right? Because if they push us back into tier two, if this dimwit governor pushes us back into tier two, into tier two and then says, for all the people who planned a 100-person wedding, and then he says, oh, you can't do that. And by the way, everyone who's planning to vacation here, we're all locking down again. Because why? 
because the numbers are going up with the people who are pretty much healthy and the uh, hospitals are not overrun. <laughs> if that happens, I swear, you know, we got to do some, we have to recall this freaking idiot because he is an idiot. All right. Now, I don't want to get into like, if you want to know how much of an idiot he is, so listen to listen to my podcast before this one. Okay, I get into the whole thing about that. So anyway, but anyway, change the subject here. I had a great week. I had two weddings this week. I did my first wedding with three camera coverage video today. So that was pretty cool. Um, if you're wondering, I actually do three camera coverage uh, for... All my weddings, I mean, not all my weddings, but I do the three camera coverage um, and I do photography at the same time. I, I think I'm one of the only guys who actually do photo and video at the same time for my wedding couples. Um, some other videographer said, I don't know how the hell you do that. Even some photographer said, I have no idea, no idea how, you, how the hell you do that. I, I think it's very, very easy to do. You know, um, some, I think some of my brides or my past clients have said, hey, Steve, what happens if the, if the bride or groom kind of... I guess, get out of the frame of the camera when we're actually shooting. And I said, you know, if that happens, <laughs> you got some other problems on your mind. Cause I have a kind of a, it's not a, it's a tight shot, but if your bride or groom is not in that shot, that means they ran off. So you got some bigger problems. And I think you don't want video of that. <laughs> so, but today, all right. I, I don't want to talk about wedding planning today. All right. Um, uh, I don't really want to go into that right now. I want to share a story with all of you brides and grooms out there. Uh, I want to share with you a bridezilla story. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a lot of these, by the way. And I thought it'd be kind of fun to just, you know, brighten up the mood and to let you know that, hey, all of you brides out there who think that you are, you are actually a bridezilla, the odds are you're not. Okay. It just, it just means that you're getting a little concerned with your wedding. You're getting a little, you know, I guess you're, you're, you're getting a little, you know, particular and that's fine. You should be particular and you should ask a lot of questions. Um, and, and you should keep on, keep your wedding planner on the balls of their feet. All right. So don't think that you're just being a pain in the ass to them and all that. Keep them, keep them on the balls of your feet. And I, I'm, like, I'm even saying that to my own couples. My, some of my couples, a lot of my couples ask a lot of questions and they're 100% okay. In fact, my couple today said, sorry, Steve, I, I'm sorry for being so difficult. I said, you're not even close to difficult. You guys are so cool like that. And then they think, oh no, they're being difficult because we had to change locations and all that. Um, my, my couple today, uh, they, <laughs> Their wedding was in a, I guess, originally going to take place at Heia State Park. So they had booked during COVID. And again, you know, we had said, we think COVID's going to be on the way out by April. And lo and behold, it was pretty much on the way out. And then they, again, this venue, which is state owned, had permission by the government to say, Hey, you know what? You can have 100 people at your wedding. So this is a local couple, right? But guess what? That state venue, said, no, we still want to lock down. Now, the private venues are all okay right now, but the state venue said, no, we're going to stick to like locking down right now. And the bride was saying, I don't know what to do. I'm going to cancel everything and we'll just wait another year. And I told her, no, don't wait. Just don't wait. Get married. Just get married and all that, right? Let's just do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I said, you know, I know a really good beach and I said, if we go to the North Shore, I know a really good beach. And this is a local couple, right? So I told him, let's go there. And you can bring as many people as you want. You could bring 100 people. 
100 people. So they brought around 25 guests, a lot of parking. And I showed them where the location was. I showed them on the GPS map. And, and when they saw it, they, they, they checked it out because they're local. They checked it out. They said, Steve, this North Shore location is freaking awesome. There's no people here. I can't believe there's no people on the North Shore. I said, yeah, I know, right? Don't tell anyone. This got to be our secret still yet because, hey, you know what? Once other wedding companies start to get to know about this place, then it's not going to be too empty, right? <laughs> so so just to let you know, there's an empty beach location out there on the North Shore of Oahu. It's beautiful. Blue skies, perfect for sunsets. The, the wind is not too strong, too perfect for long hair and all those things. And there's big waves. So around the wintertime, you have big waves in the back there. Um, it's really good. It's not good if you have um, family members who can't walk because there's a lot of sand there, right? So if you want to walk to the ocean there um, and if they have some, you know, knee problems and all that uh, and they can't make the walk of about, hmm, I think about maybe, I think maybe 100 yards, 100 or 200 yards of sand, all right? It's pretty far uh, depending on how much sand the waves get, I uh, guess, deposit. So anyway, Everything went good today, and then I'm inputting the footage, and that's one thing you have to become have a habit when you start doing video for weddings because everything got to be, you know, you, you got to dump the footage as soon as you get it. I guess you, as soon as you get home, you got to dump the footage onto the computer, and you want to have redundant video footage just in case, hey, the, the cameras go bad for some reason, the hard drives in the cameras go bad or the hard drives on your computer go bad. You always have to do these redundant things, I guess, when you do video or photography or anything because <laughs> stuff happens. Trust me on that. Stuff happens. And a lot of wedding professionals, they don't follow these redundancies and they end up screwing up, screwing up. I've been to a wedding before where we only provided the minister and the arch. And this photographer, he's such a little asshole. I mean, I'm so, this bald, he was a bald guy, put up in a really nice BMW. Um, it's not that he was a BMW, like, I mean, I have a BMW myself, but then still, yeah, he pulls up in this the convertible down, right? And then he gets out and starts telling me how great of a photographer he is. Here's all his equipment, everything like that. And he's like, well, he's one of the greatest photographers of all time, he said. So he shoots this wedding. And then in the middle, I hear the bride crying and running back home. I run, running back into the reception area and I'm thinking what's what just went on you know and everything like that right and then the groom walks in and he says dude like the photographer forgot to put a memory card inside of his camera didn't he didn't even take one shot <laughs> I'm like oh my god this guy and he's shooting with two cameras by the way he's shooting with two cameras and he forgot to put a memory card in both of them <laughs> you know that would never happen to me because um, my cameras, they have a memory card warning. So if I just squeeze off a shot, it won't even let me, a big red letters comes across memory card not in camera, <laughs> you know? And it says that as soon as you take out the memory card in there, it says memory card not in camera, but these professional cameras don't have that. They allow, they allow you to actually shoot without a memory card because they're thinking, okay, maybe you're hooked up to a computer. <laughs> it's like... So this guy was shooting, you know, all that time and other pictures, all these things at the beach with no memory card inside there. Can you believe that? What a loser. So <laughs> I'm not sure. I never saw him around again shooting another weddings, but he, I'm sure he got a pretty bad review on that. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to go, go cut to commercial. And uh, when I get back, I got a bridezilla story for you that would freak you out. You would say, okay, Steve, I'm not a bridezilla. Because what did this bride want me to do? 
she wanted me to move the sun. I'm not even joking with you. She wanted me to move the freaking sun. So if you want to hear about this, you got to tune in after this commercial break. All right. So I'll be right back. What is going on, everyone? This is your favorite complainer-in-chief, scriptwriter Steve, with a shameless plug for Dream Weddings Hawaii, a company that I just happen to own. Now, we specialize in romantic, intimate beach weddings, but plan weddings of all sizes and shapes. Gala weddings, elopings, surprise vow renewal, no problemo. So, if you are looking to tie the knot here in Hawaii, you better get in touch with me. Now, Dream Weddings Hawaii delivers quality that is extremely affordable, but don't just take my word for it. Visit our website at dreamweddingshawaii.com and find out for yourself. That's dreamweddings with an S. That's weddings with an S, hawaii.com. So look at our awesome photos, check out our awesome, beautiful, touching ceremony videos, then take a look at our cheap prices, which I promise you won't faint at. Now, don't forget to read our five-star reviews. Now, by the way, we also take professional family photos. So visit our site at dreamweddingshawaii.com or just buzz me at 808-479-0685. That's 808-479-0685. All right, are you back from the commercial break? Hope you are because I got that story to tell you right now. All right, let me get into the story. I'm going to turn this music down here. All right, okay. And by the way, um, just to let you know, if you're tuning in for the first time and you like me, you can always subscribe to me at on any podcast platform, and you just have to search for Barbecue to Movies. Um, you input in there BBQ to Movies. So it's even easier to search for me. You don't have to spell out barbecue. In fact, I think if you spell out barbecue to movies, I don't think you'll actually find me. I think it may, I think on Google or the Android version, you, I think you may find me, but BBQ to movies is what it's all about. And usually, um, wedding on Wednesdays, I talk, I try to talk about weddings. Saturdays, I talk about screenwriting because that's kind of the basis of where I came from. I used to be a screenwriter, so I'm all about storytelling and I kind of try to educate some people on storytelling. And I, and I also give movie reviews and, you know, kind of get my creative output for that part, you know, out there on Saturdays. And then Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I tend to talk about anything that's on my mind. It could be barbecue. It could be anything. Um, a lot of times it is about politics just to warn you about it. And I am a conservative. But, you know, again, if you think I freak you out because, you know, I voted for Donald Trump, well, that's your own personal problem. I'm not a white supremacist. Okay. <laughs> I don't hate minorities. I'm full Chinese. I don't hate myself, right? Okay. Yeah, that's right. My my full name is Stephen Young, Y-O-U-N-G, but I'm not related to the Brigham Young. I am the Young in the Chinese type of version, Young, right? So don't even try to point the finger and say, hey, Steve, you're a white supremacist. You're a white guy. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Okay. So let's get into this Bridezilla story. So, uh, I'm not sure when this wedding happened, but this was maybe, oh boy, I think it was over 10 years ago, to be honest with you, maybe even 15 years ago. So I get this inquiry from this bride and, and her husband, and they're from, I think they're from Australia. I'm not going to use their names. We'll just call them the Australian couple. And um, 
they seem pretty cool. They seem kind of particular, but every couple, they have their own things, right? And she says she wants that picture where the sun is dipping halfway into the ocean, and she wants to be in front of there. And, uh, and I told her, well, it's a little difficult because, you know, in order for that to happen, for first of all, we have to have a clear sky. And here in Hawaii, uh, you know, we always have clouds on the horizon. We always have clouds in the sky. So if we don't have the clouds in the sky, then we just can't have that shot, right? She goes, okay, I understand that. But if it's possible to have that sunset shot, then, I, then you know, I want to get that shot. Any type of sunset shot was fine. And I said, that's great because I'm great at sunset shots. I said, not a problem. And uh, so I said, okay, this is great. Now, that was her only, you know, her only demand. And again, you know, throughout the whole wedding planning process, it, it, was, it was just perfect. No prob- problems, no red flags whatsoever. So on her wedding, I guess, when they traveled down here from Australia, I gave them, they wanted to know the wedding location where it's at. I said, they want to go check it out beforehand. So I said, okay, here's the wedding location. So I GPS them, kind of like, you know, you know, showed them the GPS thing on their cell phones. And they went down there to, to take a look at the location. Now, their location, the original location that I had picked for them was the same location where I did the wedding today. That North Shore, empty beach, perfect for sunsets. And nice big beach, perfect, just perfect, because the sun goes right down in there into the ocean. And um, she goes down there, she says, you know, Steve, I, we're not good. we don't want it there. We don't want it there because... You know, I don't feel it's becoming of a bride to having to cross the road to actually go to the beach. I says, well, you park across the road and we're going to walk across the walk across the highway to get to the beach. That's where all the parking is. And she says, no, Steve, it's not becoming. Here I am all dressed up and I have to walk across the highway. I just don't think it's becoming of a bride. I said, okay, okay, not a problem, not a problem. Okay, so where do you want it? And she says, well, uh, we talked to the people at Turtle Bay, and they said we can actually do the wedding in front of our cottage there that we rented. I said, okay, that's great. That's great. So no problem. I said, okay. And she says, Steve, I know you can take good, great, really good pictures there. And, uh, you know, and I, and I said, yeah, I can, get, I can take really good pictures there. Don't worry about it. And, uh, and she said, okay, it's, it's going to be there. But I, I told her. I warned her. I said, um, just to let you know, the sunset over at Turtle Bay, the sun does not set over in Turtle Bay. It actually sets over the trees. And she said, no, it's not a problem, Steve. It's just not a problem about that. I know, I know everything, right? And she literally said that. I know everything about that place. I said, we just, we just wanted it, okay? I said, okay, fine. It's, it's good. So anyway, the, uh, the wedding day comes, right? And uh, they, they don't want to see each other. So I pick up the groom, and I have a, had a truck back then. And I pick up the groom, and I take him to the location. And it's right there in front of their cottage. And she got, she got ready somewhere else in the hotel so they wouldn't see each other. And uh, I take uh, Elias with the minister. And the, the plan was, okay, to have um, the groom face the ocean. This is how we usually do it. And then Elias, the minister, um, when his bride would be walking down towards him, uh, he would, Elias would tell him to, to flip around, to do a 180. And then we would, it would be able to catch him on video and photography, his first look when he sees her walking down. And this is how, this is how we do it for all weddings, right? We just have the, the groom do a 180 when the, when the bride starts walking down. So this is what we did. So, but anyway, so now <laughs> the bride, I guess, is, it's her turn to show up to the wedding location, right? And when she shows up to the wedding location, well, I take a look at her feet. 
she's wearing those stiletto high heels. These are like four inch high heels and they're like, <laughs> they're like stilettos. They're like, you know, you're walking on like needles, right? <laughs> and, and I tell her, and I told her before, I tell all of my couples too, if you're planning to walk on the beach, just make sure that you um, use wedges, all right? And even then, don't make it too high because it's going to be very difficult to walk on the beach because this sand we have here, it's not very, you know, packed. It's not, it's not stable. You're going to sink, right? So I see the stiletto heels and I tell her, hey, you're wearing those stiletto heels out there and you're going to sink in the sand. And then she tells me, no, I'm not, Steve. I said, no, you are going to sink in the sand. Like, um, and she says, well, what are you going to do about it? And I said, no, well, do you have like, uh, well, you, I can't do anything about it. You're going to sink in the sand. So are you going to go barefoot? Or are you going to wear, are you going to, are you going to wear your heels? And she says, well, talk to my husband. Um, see if he brought any wood with him. And I says, well, aren't you guys from Australia? And he goes, he's, he's, he has a construction business. See if he brought wood with him. Well, I picked him up. He didn't bring any wood right with him. So anyway, I said, okay, I'll, I'll just go down there. I'll relay the message. So I go down there. Talk to her. You know, he wasn't the husband yet, the fiance. And I said, well, your fiance, wife to be, wants to know if you have any wood that you brought with you. Um, and he says, well, I own a construction company, but no, like, how can it bring wood? You know, like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know, I says, well, she told me to ask if you brought any wood with you that she can walk on so she won't sink in the sand. And he goes, oh, no, of course not. You know, so I go back to her and she says, he didn't bring any wood with him? I says, well, it's kind of hard. I mean, I don't, I tell her, you, you, I don't think he brought any wood on the airplane, right? And he goes, no, he didn't bring any wood though. He works in construction. Those guys have wood all around them. I said, well, I don't think we can do anything with you with about those like stilettos. They're going to sink. So either take them off or know that when you walk on the sand, you're going to sink. And she says, I am not sinking in the sand. So her father is there because the father's going to give her away and he's just rolling his eyes. And he says, you know, baby, let's just, you know, do this and all that and just just be happy. So again, she says, okay, okay. Now, if you're envisioning what she looks like, she's not this young person. She's rather on the older side. I think at this time, maybe she's maybe in her either mid 40s or late 40s, okay? But it is her first wedding, okay? So anyway, the wedding starts. She walks in the sand. She starts sinking, of course, right? And she is pissed. Oh my God, is she pissed. And she's pissed at me because she's sinking. She walks down there. I'm, tr I'm trying to take pictures of her. And she gives me this look in my camera. And she's looking. And I'm also doing video, by the way. And she's just biting her lip and just cussing with all this anger. Just um, boiling under her skin. It's coming out through her mouth. And she's just you know, murmuring all these like swear words, I guess, under her breath to me. That's what it looked like, you know? And I said, oh my God, this is like going to show up on the video. And um, so now she shows up to the wedding, the ceremony, right? And then, you know, the bride and groom, they look at each other and they're going through their whole ceremony. Every single time I go around to take a picture of her, she looks at me, looks at the camera and starts uttering all that heated talk under her breath and like, look, just giving me this, the evil stink eye. Oh, it's horrible. It was just horrible. And I said, I told myself, oh my God, she's not calming down. And she, and she didn't even make it. So the, the vows come. 
And she's saying these vows, and her eyes are still following me. Now, I have to take the picture, the over-the-shoulder shot of the video camera and also the photography. And she's doing this, and it's being captured on video, and it's being captured on, on the camera too. So, oh my God. So anyway, all of this is, is, is captured. It's a, it's, a, it's a complete mess because <laughs> there's nothing you can do to, there's no take two to this, right? And she's ruining her own wedding because she's sinking in the sand and she wore freaking stilettos to the beach. So she's pissed already. All right. <laughs> okay. So the wedding, afterwards, they do the first kiss, they get back to me, start taking pictures. And um, so anyway, I start taking pictures of her and she is just pissed at me. She will not smile for me. She won't do anything for me. And I said, you know what? Just, you know, I know you're mad at me for the stiletto thing and the sand thing, but we need you to smile just to have some nice pictures. And the husband is saying, yeah, yeah babe, just smile. Just, just smile. She won't smile. Finally, the sun starts to set behind the trees. Oh, my God. And I look at it, and she says, Steve, the sun is setting behind the trees. And I said, well, yeah, you told me that you knew about this place, and I told you that the sun would be setting behind the trees. She puts her hands up and says, Steve, move the sun. Move it there. And I told her, I can't do that. She says, I wanted that picture with the sun going into the ocean, and you're not delivering. You're not delivering, Steve. She lunged to me with her bouquet in her hand, like a hammer, like an axe, going to try to kill me with a bouquet, right? Her husband is pulling her by the waist, trying to hold her back. She says, calm down, babe, calm down. Calm down and all that. She says, he said he could get that shot with the sun. He can't do that. All I'm asking him is to move the sun. He can't even deliver to move the sun. And I, I'm kind of laughing. I said, am I like, I'm not a god. I can't move the sun. He goes, you're a wedding planner. You can do anything. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. She is serious. Her face is just red. Her eyes are bloodshot. <laughs> She finally, the husband finally pulls her to the side. She's calm. She is not calm. She is not calm at all. <laughs> the husband comes to me and says, Steve, I have to apologize, apologize because when she gets into these moods, it takes a while for her to settle down. And she was pissed from the, I could see it. And she was going to go into the bad place. And I don't know what to say, but just please just, you know, work with it. And I said, okay. And the husband even joked with me, he says, Steve, you know, you saw my pictures, my uh, the pictures that we sent you for the video slideshow, and we're like sky. I'm a skydiver, and you know sometimes I don't feel like pulling the shoot <laughs> because it's that bad sometimes. And I said, okay, okay. So again, I think something's mentally wrong with her, right? So anyway, the rest of the video, the rest, of, the rest of the, the rest of the whole photo and video shoot, it goes with her. She kind of cooled down, but she's still mad. Um, <laughs> And it comes now time to do, I guess, everything ends. It doesn't end well. She doesn't even say bye to me. <laughs> now it comes time. I look at the pictures. I upload the video. And well, lo and behold, she's pissed off. And there's nothing I can do about it, right? So I edit a pissed off video. I guess a video with her pissed off at it. And I can't, and I can't like, there's no way to cut out of it. There's no way to lie of what just went on. And even in her picture, she's just pissed off. So what happens? I deliver it the way it is, a pissed off bride, you know, a pissed off bride upset because she was sinking in the sand. So what does she do? Well, she threatens to sue me and say, look at all these photos. I don't look happy in any of the photos. And I told her, well, it's because you weren't happy. 
you were mad. And she goes, yeah, I was mad. You know, yeah, I was really mad. It's your fault. I said, no, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Because you sound like my husband saying it's not your fault. It's your fault. I can sue you for emotional distress. I said, well, go ahead. I would like to defend myself in court. I would like to see it. I, would, I told her I would fly down to Australia to just defend myself. So she says, you know what, Steve? I am going to write you the worst Yelp review you've ever had before. And you're going to regret it. You're going to go out of business, Steve. I said, go ahead. Just go right ahead. So she does. She writes a Yelp review. And, <laughs> okay, in this Yelp review, she, she, tells, she tells everyone that Steve promised I could get this one shot with the sun going into the ocean. He promised me. Now, that's a, that's a lie. And when it came down to get that shot, he couldn't move the sun. <laughs> that was what she wrote. Or something like that. <laughs> so I, so I, I wrote back. I said, I'm really sorry that I couldn't move the sun, but I'm just a wedding planner and I'm not a god. I'm sorry, but I think if you wanted to rent out a god to be your wedding planner, I think it would be a lot more expensive than what I charged, right? <laughs> that was my response in there. I did, write a, I did file a complaint to Yelp, and then Yelp ended up deleting that entire like, you know, review, unfortunately. Because, but I really wanted that review to stay on there because it was just hilarious. <laughs> but, um, man, <laughs> that, was my, that was one of my worst bridezillas. That was just, so I don't know where to go from there. Now, the question is that, have I had worse than that? I have. I actually have. Um, but I'm going to save that for another story. So, so I'm going to save that for the next story. So uh, I'm not sure when I'll tell you the next story, but that'll be my next Bridezilla story when I feel like I want to kind of brighten the mood out there. So you brides out there who think you're a Bridezilla, you're not. Unless you want me to move the freaking sun, which I can't because I'm not a god. You know, I don't even think Thor could do that. I don't think even Superman could do that, right? I'm trying to figure out in which lore out there did was a god able to actually move the sun. I'm not sure in which, what god can actually move the sun. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think Zeus did it, right? I don't think even Jesus did it, right? I mean, I think they created the sun. I don't think God or Jesus or anyone has ever actually ended up moving the sun. But a wedding planner can, according to her. <laughs> okay. All right, people. That is my podcast for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And I'm out of here. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Hey, I hope you like my podcast. If you do, don't forget you can subscribe to me on any of the podcast platforms out there. Just look for Barbecue 2 Movies.